Welcome gamers to this week's episode of Last Call Gaming and on today's episode we're going to review the new Pokemon Direct that came out for the new games Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield and see what the new features are, the new trainers, and some of the new Pokemon. Also guys, Google Stadia just dropped a big announcement mere days before E3 so we are going to tell you what that was all about. But as always guys, there's all that and more so if you want to hang out, grab yourself a beer and let's talk games. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Last Call Gaming. This is episode 10, and Andrew, I am glad that we made it this far. Hey, you know what? Nothing but the sky from here, man. Hey, from here on out. So, obviously guys, this is Andrew Montemayor. My yeah, yeah. name is Craig Perales, and we are here to talk to you about a thing that just launched on the 5th of June. That was the, uh, the Pokemon Direct, and what that showed off was new features, new trainers, new... Um, Pokemon that you're going to be able to play with, and we kind of want to dive into that. So before we get into those kind of topics, Andrew, you saw the new thing. It's about 16 or so minutes long. How did the game look to you? I thought the game looked great. I mean, not if we're just going graphic fidelity-wise, I thought it looked really good. I think one of my favorite things about it is um, just not only are the Pokemon, like, it seems like they're kind of everywhere, which is one of my favorite things about Detective Pikachu is mm -hmm. that you feel that they're in this world where you see, like, the Growlithe is, like, the police or the whatever. I don't know how in-depth in the game it was, but when the person's walking through the city, it didn't seem like it was just a random, you go into one house and then it's someone's, like, fucking pet with them, you know? It seemed like there was, like, a, like, I think it looked like someone was standing by the window. I don't know if they're cleaning it or not or if it was a flower store, but they had that one flower Pokemon, it seemed like, or whatever yeah. on there. And so maybe, you know, that, that Pokemon helps sell flowers or whatever and, like, helps the flowers to grow or whatever. That's funny you said that. Because one of the things I never liked about when you went into a house and talked to the Pokemon is they never said their name. Like, oh, you would talk to it? Some it random yeah, it'd be noise. like some growl or some whatever. But, uh, um, yeah, so I'm with you. It looks like you're saying, like Detective Pikachu, the town. You can start seeing the Pokemon. They're actually walking around and stuff. So it just makes the world feel a lot more alive. Versus lot, like definitely. I'm just going from point to point, and whatever I run into is what I run into. Besides the you know the Snorlax sleeping in the road that's always there, right, or out of nowhere. So this this game feels definitely inhabited. It feels um, like you're gonna be walking into things. And it's not gonna be generic. It looks like things are actually moving around. So. Um, like I said, we kind of want to go over what they showed, and like any Pokemon game, there has to be new Pokemon. So, the ones that they actually showed to us, guys, was the... Uh, what was it? One, two... There's a couple of them. So, the first one is Wooloo. It's a sheep Pokemon. This is kind of one that... This is the cute one that I can tell from, that everyone's kind of on social media is going, Oh, here's the well, new... be the second sheep Pokemon, because they have Marie from yeah. Gold, the, which He's I, badass, electric, right? And Yeah, because it turns into Ampharos, so it's like, did they just throw that Pokemon out the window? Ooh. And I had a Pokemon deck that was electric, and Ampharos was my showstopper. He was badass. Nice. But, uh... So, then we also have a... Um, the, it's the flowering Pokemon. It's called... Uh, Gossiflor, and then there was a new one that looked pretty badass called Dreadnought. He was a bite Pokemon. I think Pokemon. that one was the best one that they oh, showed he, today. Hands down, he was the sickest. And then the other one they had was uh, Corviknight, which was the Raven Pokemon. It was a flyer. Oh, that one was actually really cool too. So before we go into the last two that I want to mention, um, it actually showed one evolution, right? Because when you play Pokemon, you know, the whole premise of the game is to evolve your guys. And the one that they showed was uh, Gossiflor, and it actually moved into a guy called... Um, Eldegoss. So you see these new Pokemon, Andrew. Did any of them, besides obviously we both like Dreadnought, did any of them catch your eye? Did, did, did it look like they're moving in the right kind of I tempo like the, with new guys? 
I felt like they spent too much time on that as far as that goes. Like, I don't even understand why they showed off some designs of the Pokemon. Like, everyone knows what Pokemon is and what you're going to expect. That I felt the presentation would have been better had they just stuck to, you know, here's your mains. Maybe here's what they evolve into. And maybe you see these other Pokemon in the background while you're doing the gameplay demo and stuff. Mm-hmm. But don't show don't show them because, I mean, I, he went into details like, oh, this Pokemon does this. And their seeds are known for healing. And it's some, like, stupid... What are those things that you yeah. bought, like a dandelion looking thing or whatever? And I was like, oh, that Pokemon's kind of lame, but... Yeah, I... I've, if you're going to show me something, show me something cool. Like, what's Dreadnought turn into? Does that turn into anything? Is that an evolved that's, form or yeah, something? Yeah, that's interesting, because I was thinking kind of the same thing. Like, he looks like one of the guys that are kind of going to be, like, to me, an Onyx. Like, that is his only form. Is there a way to change him that's outside of, you know, leveling him up like a, like Onyx and the Steelix? You well, know, I suppose you can make him bigger. Whoa, bro. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You get a little too uh, big for your bridges here. Um, so the other thing, guys, so those are the new ones they showed. Um, really, the only one that kind of stood out that I would say was uh, Corviknight, right? Because in the in the uh, direct, they said that he acts as a taxi. So it looks yeah, like he's like going to be or a spot where you can meet him up in a certain town, and you're going to be able to fly anywhere instead of like the original games where you have to wait and acquire the flyability to start going back and forth. Which... That'd be kind of cool, because I feel like a lot of games are kind of implementing that now. Like, a lot of people are tired of running back and forth, and it's not till the end game that you get the flying ability. Or the bike, or anything like that, yeah. you know? So, it, um, it is really cool, because a lot of people have been speculating that in a lot of the towns, you see this kind of uh, train uh, running, and a lot of people thought that was kind of the system to get you from town to town, but why not use a Pokemon? So, that he was the one that stood out to me. Um, with Andrew, I don't think anything looked... You know, overly impressive. You know, they're new guys, and I'm sure when we see the, the I, lineup, there, yeah, there's a million other. Why they chose the show, like you know, Flower and some of the it's whatever. Um, so before we wrap up the new guys, they did show the legendaries. They're going to be in this game. Uh, the legendaries are uh, Zashian and Zamazenta, and they're both dog-looking Pokemon. Andrew, you saw the design. Uh, we had a conversation about it a few minutes ago. First impressions, what do you think? Well, you know mine, and I'll say what mine were. You have like a big shield gardener on one side, and then you have the Dark Souls Sif ripoff on the other, which <laughs> I, I would take the sword one over the shield one. I think the shield one, outside of whatever, even if it wasn't comparing to anything, it looks dumb. It's just like a big fucking shield out to here. Yeah, I'll all you see you. is like his face. I think it's almost like they tried to hitting the nail on the head too hard with this thing. They're like, oh, our game is called Pokemon Sword and Shield. So let's literally make our legendary guys a sword and yeah, a shield. Yeah, he's carrying like a shield that made or a sword that's he, like, is that exclusive to his Pokemon? Can anyone pick up that sword? Because it's not like, you know, like we were talking about earlier, like a Marowak carries a bone. Anything, a yeah. bone could be anywhere. You know, Farfetch carries a leak. Yeah, is, you know, he born, he, is he born with the dagger in his mouth and the yeah, sword, yeah. and it grows into a sword? You know, I, I don't know. I, were, I feel like they weren't that like crazy cool, anyways. Like, I didn't just, think so either. And I think kind of boring. And I think they've kind of done the whole dog legendary thing to death. Like they couldn't have, yeah. picked, they couldn't have picked a different like three wise legendary frog type. You know, anything else? We've oh, that'd done, be kind of cool. You like know what frog, I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, we've done dogs, so I don't know. The game looks great, and I think it's going to yeah, be the, great. The legendaries look pretty let down. I think our big takeaway from this is, like, the the game looks good. It's just the presentation was very lackluster yeah. is what it was, especially with, like, the <clears throat> a lot of the over-commentating and stuff like that. Like, them talking, we're so excited for this game. We hope you are, too, to Yeah, the translator, that was, and yeah, the translator doing the, these guys' voice didn't do them any justice. And then there was the guy that was doing the actual art. 
And he was trying to describe all these Pokemon, and just you can tell this guy's just reading off of like cue cards that were too far away from to make out words. And yeah, and it's like I, it's like I, I don't need like you know some like shoutcaster guy coming in there and hyping it up, but like you know just show some emotion or like a passion. Like when you're reading the thing, you know you could put just a little bit of emphasis. Like you know we can't wait for you to play this new Pokemon game. Sounds like we can't wait. For yeah, you. It was like very, it was just it was it, so. Odd. It wasn't even monotone because like the pitch just kept dropping. Like you know what I mean? It didn't stay flat. But yeah, I felt that was the weirdest thing about it that kind of threw me off. I mean, but, there's a lot of cool stuff about it though. Yeah, and then we'll move into that. So one of the next things they do is the characters, and the characters, um, I feel it's kind of like it's it's the formula that keeps this franchise going because it's been the same since red and blue up until now so you've got the um actually so your professor right every game has a professor this is going to be professor magnolia yeah always always like tree based name or something and she is one of the heads of the research of uh dynamax and we'll get into dynamax in a second yeah you've she's got an assistant which is your granddaughter her name is sonia um but what they really kind of showed was in this i'm surprised they didn't name her after a tree or, yeah, some sort of leaf, a seed, a bush, something, yeah. Because, yeah, because yeah, what was Sonya? It's like, I mean, you kind of, it, like the Dragon Ball Z, everyone's kind of named in the same kind of category. Like, she yeah, just, she's so, out of nowhere. She's like, yeah. what is Sonya? <laughs> yeah, your mom's name Magnolia and you're Sonya? Yeah, you're Sonya Berries. Um, so, we didn't even mention, this is in the Galar region. So, in the Galar region, there's a character named, um, was it Leon? Yeah, Leon. He is the champion. He's undefeated. He's clearly going to be the guy that you have to defeat, whether it's an uh, an elite four. I like that that's what's really cool that they've showed about him is, like, he's someone that everybody knows. Everyone knows he's the champion. Yeah, he's the town hero. In this world, yeah, yeah, he's the town hero. Everyone knows who he is versus, like, I just made it to the end. No one said anything about you all until now I'm seeing you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the only thing I didn't, I guess I, I like his outfit. He's got kind of like this, this royal cape and shit. The only thing I don't like is his fucking, his shirt is literally a shield and a sword on it. So again, they're like, there's a hammer in at home. Like, hey guys, this is sword and shield. So make sure you know that the guy that runs this town is sword and shield. So like, this is the name of the game. Like, what does the sword and shield have to do with anything in the game? So I don't know. I thought that was kind of goofy, but um, like any good Pokemon game, there's always a rival, and the rival in this game is a feller by the name of Hop. His younger brother? It's Leon's younger brother, and coincidentally, wants to be the greatest champion in the world, just like his brother. His journey starts the same day as yours, so you guys are now these childhood rivalries. But, and I Andrew, mean, so far, staying true to form, it's, surprising it's, nobody... Yeah. Yeah, there's no, <laughs> surprising there, nobody. There's no dad present whatsoever anywhere. Oh, just it's lacking in a father figure, which all these Pokemon games have been doing since day one. Pretty much. I mean, I it it's the the characters are cool, and I think what I like more, and maybe like uh, the conversation leads to that. It like what we were saying before is the world seems like it's kind of fuller and more lively. Like I like that the uh, the the gym battles. If I'm not getting too far ahead, is filled with people in, like, this big stadium. It's not just a one-on-one with, like, a couple, like, you know, fucking washouts, like, standing around. They're definitely making the people be a a spectacle in this game, yeah. Um, But I was going to say to you, one of the things that I've slowly stopped liking in these Pokemon games is that your rival is no longer someone that, like, you don't like. Because in the beginning, when you played Red and Blue, uh, and you, I I played Red, so my rival was Blue, uh, he used to talk shit to you. He used to talk shit to his grandpa. And then eventually these games kind of became... And you humble him at the end. Yeah, yeah. you guys are kind of friends. And you're like, oh, let's go on this journey together. So, again, this looks like another one where it's like your best friend is going to be a rival that you beat his ass all the way through the game. And then he just at the end he just happens to beat the Elite Four. And then you happen to beat him. So, um, I don't know. 
it's a formula that works. It's a formula I mean, that really, works. It's not the it, end it, of the world. Yeah, so. it's, it's true to its, its original nature. But the last thing, guys. Oh, no, I'm sorry. We missed one. There is. So they also sold the gym leader. Um, so like Andrew was saying, these gyms are big spectacles. And they showed up a character named yeah, it's Milo. Like a, it's like a stadium event now, like football or something. You know, you have your people fighting and there's just a whole bunch of people And watching. I love that so much more. Yeah, it that's really cool. epic. Like, it's like so, Pokemon Stadium. Exactly. is what it is. And this is essentially like their football team, right? It, when you rock this city, this guy is your hometown hero. Yeah, so, I noticed that too. There's all the green and stuff everywhere. So yeah. that, that was really cool. So that looks really cool. They look really involved. Um, but that's pretty much it for the characters. So let's move into the features, Andrew. The first one is that they kind of mention is anything that they're calling between cities is called the wild area, right? So yeah. this is going to be where you run into your Pokemon. This is going to be where you can go it's fishing. It's almost a semi-open world. I'm sure there's a limit to where you can go. Right, whatever. exactly. It's not but, you know, true, and, you know, true to like a big sandbox. But yeah, you're going to be able to run around. Right. And, and now what they're doing is, well, I think they were doing it with uh, Pokemon Let's Go, is the Pokemon are not like just... There may be some random encounters, I'm not sure, because they didn't really show that. But the Pokemon are just kind of meandering around everywhere. So you kind of can see them, you know, like Final Fantasy XII style, you know, do I want to waste my time fighting this exactly. person? Or do I, I love that. Run you can see them, you something, know? you're like, you know what, I don't want to fight that guy. I've got 30 of him. Let me <laughs> run past him. I don't need to run in that patch of grass. Right. And they're also, um, I mean, it, it's something that's been with us since Gold and Silver, where... Time is going to be a big part of this game. So you can actually, the day and night system is going to revolve around which Pokemon you see. And then kind of like in um, uh, Sun and Moon, the weather is going to play a factor in this. So based on time of day and if it's snowing, if it's a sandstorm, that's also going to play in, into which Pokemon you can see, which I thought... Right, that's cool. It, really it, cool it makes that's, that's, it ma again, makes the world make it feel yeah, like it's more alive. Exactly. It feels like it's actually doing something. Um, one of the other features is... And, and take this for what it is, is you have an adjustable camera, right? Most of the Pokemon games have always been a top-down view. You kind of watch your guy. This one, it, I almost want to say it almost be like a Mario 64. You got your, you know, you can finally start moving the camera I hope they you keep can... that same noise where it's like the whoop, whoop. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be sweet. Or Pokemon comes down and he's he's filming you in the cloud Oh, that'd or whatever. be kind of cool. Um, so that was a really cool feature. But guys, the big draw to this game, or at least what they're yeah, pushing the, the as the big game changer draw, for every single Pokemon, is a ability that's happening in this region that's called Dynamax. And what this ability is doing is it's allowing your Pokemon to grow into massive size for three turns uh, and power up all of its moves. And yeah, they're huge. We yeah. saw it. You saw what it looks like. Um, I think it's kind of lame. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm with I think you. it's like very gimmicky. I liked, I didn't like the Mega Evolutions at first, and then they kind of grew on me because I realized, you know, they're different. I like that they at least changed the way the Pokemon look and stuff. Versus now it's just a big, a big teddy bear of looking the, of style the fucking of Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm with you. The Mega Evolutions actually brought something different, right? You're getting a new esque Pokemon that has that has an item. Like you have to go out of your way to make them Mega Evolution. This just seems like it's a scientific advancement that. These gym, because what's going to happen, they're incorporating into gym battles. So your second or first gym or all of them need, be at least one need to have Dynamax in it. Mega, so yeah, person, big one. So it's a weird concept. Uh, again, like Andrew said, it, it sounds like a weird gimmick. I hope they don't focus the whole game on it. But it seems like it's going to play a big it, part it is, of it. Yeah. And it's kind of weird, like for a company like Nintendo or well, uh, Game Freak 2, that they recycle so much with all their games. Like, all, all the games are almost the same. It's it's just small differences, maybe different regions or whatever, that 
that's that you feel you have to put a big gimmick in there each time you know people would buy it like regardless just add new pokemon different region different story that sort of thing you know yeah i mean even if you compare like red and blue to yellow to like put a gimmick in there like mega or put something in there when it really needs to be there when you have something to bring to the table not like all right like oh let's just make them big now like i I don't know. Unless it plays more into the story, I could be wrong. You know, it could be something. Yeah, cool that's what we were saying. So. Unless this thing is it like could be a lot cooler badass form. to watch or look or or it plays a big part of that story. It just seems kind of forced. At least at this point, right? Just is just by watching this, it looks a little forced or at least I don't know, not as appealing. I guess. Yeah, I'm I'm not into it. I thought that was kind of the dumber part of it, so, especially like, I well. Uh, are you uh let's move on to the multiplayer that added multiplayer now that you can play with you know your friends and stuff and so that's the thing you that's one of the things you do is a raid so it's you and three other people versus just the one big pokemon i think it's it's a cool idea it's a cool concept but i think it's kind of dumb at the same time like that's that's it that's what you're doing yeah so one of the you know the last feature that they kind of said was that they're going to do multiplayer and I, I thought it was interesting, though, because I thought at first they were saying this was the only way multiplayer was going to function. But when I listened to it again, it says this is one well, of yeah. the multiplayer functions. And like Andrew's saying, it's called Max Raid Battle. Essentially, you, you and four other people, whether it's co-op or it's online, go in. You're, you're fighting a Dynamax Pokemon that stays, unlike the three-turn system, he stays big. You guys fight him. And as a player, between the four of you, only one of you get to choose your... Uh, who's going to be a Dynamax. And if you win, you all have the ability to catch it. To try and catch it, And yeah. there's other ways to where you can't catch Pokemon um, like him unless you beat the Dynamax version of it. So, um, cool little challenges, right? I, I mean, I guess there's cool little obstacles that you can compete. You know, they kind of make the multiplayer work or worth playing if that's the concept of collecting all 150 for that title. Yeah, I hopefully they add other cool things, though, as far as the multiplayer goes, like maybe team battles or something like Pokemon Stadium like you know versus other awesome. people in like a like a, a bracket or something like that or like a little local championship you know something cool like that I think would be a lot of fun yeah. I mean how do you feel about the presentation like overall I think um visually and gameplay wise um I'm buying it um it's a day one for me and I know a couple people that I've talked to that this is the game that's going to pull them out of the, anyone that ha- the few people that I've talked to that don't own a Switch this is the game that's pulling them out of it. So visually, I think this this game showed a lot more of what this is um, offers. In terms of the presentation, a C. I mean, like you were saying, a lot of this stuff was like there was no enthusiasm in it, and I'm just kind of sitting there going, you know, why can't this have been done a little differently? I don't know. And the thing is, too, like I watched this first, and because I, I didn't watch it until today, so it's like two days afterwards. And then I watched the Stadia connecting, uh, yeah, the Stadia afterwards. So it's not like I watched a really like overhyped good one with all this energy and then went to this one. I just watched this one. I was like, okay, well that that, that was something. Yeah, it, it was definitely something. And and you know, Tisserone, if you enjoyed it, awesome. Um, I thought it showed a lot of good stuff. It's just the delivery was a little subpar. Yeah. Me, so I mean, game wise though, like so, the, the game looks. Sick. I I don't think I'll. Is it gonna pull right you out of retirement? No, I don't uh, think so. I mean, big fat Pokemon are not just gonna <laughs> make your Pokemon bigger. Isn't gonna make. Oh dang! I'm ready to jump on that train. Um, I mean, maybe. I I think I could think I can see myself playing it like eventually sometime down the road, but it's not gonna be like a day one. I'm not dying for it. Oh yeah, I'm dying for it, and I'll get day one it. And again, guys, if it comes out November fifteenth, so far is the official release date for that. So if you guys are interested in playing it, 
uh, drop knows, down there. Maybe we'll buy it for somebody. Yeah. Oh, that could be a new uh, contest. So jump down there. Let us know if you want to be if you're hashtag Team Sword, your hashtag Team Shield. Um, let us know how, what you thought of the presentation. Did you think it was good? Hey, maybe you know. But Andrew, we got to move on to something a little more tastier, in my opinion. Um, Definitely the better conference. So Definitely, far. yeah. Which and which was cool because it came out the next day. It came out on the sticks, and this was the Google Stadia Connect. Andrew, walk me through a little bit about what that was about. Well, uh, they showed off a lot of different things. I mean, one the biggest thing that everyone's been clamoring for is the price, and yep. so yep, they showed that off. What they showed is it's ten dollars a month for the Pro One, but that does not launch until next year. So if you want to get it this year. You have to get in on the Founders Pack, which is like $130. It comes with a controller and yeah. a, 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 a Chrome Ultra Cast. And then also they said you get to you pick your ID before anyone else can. I mean, the big thing, though, that they kind of explained, too, that I, I think the biggest thing for me and what solidified whether I would get it or not is that the games are... The $10, the way the stadium works, is almost like a game pass where there's select games in there. Not every single game. You would still have to buy, let's say... Right, it's not going to house all the AAA titles. You're not yeah. Because I think a lot of people were thinking this was... And, and, and the term that's being thrown around is the Netflix of games, which which it's not, right? You're not going to pay it 10 bucks a month. It is in a way, but, but you're not gonna get not. You're not getting Assassin's Creed Origins. You're not getting... Um, well, you're going to see Odyssey, but I mean, let's say Final Fantasy VII came out tomorrow... I don't know if that would be on that list day one and day. Right. So, right. And that's the thing. We'll, we'll see because it's not even out yet. So who knows if they have like a good track record of, all right, this game's on there day and date, day and date, day and date, day and date, then, you know, that might be. But otherwise, it's just there's, you know, it's a red box. You've got your selection of stuff and not everything on there is day one material. I'm curious. So, okay. So, yeah. So it comes out, right? You get your um, – because it's not even – the Chromecast. Oh, they're calling it the Chromecast, the Chromecast Ultra, Ultra right? is so for, what it is. Yes. So for one twenty nine ninety nine, you get your Chromecast Ultra, which retails at sixty nine ninety nine. You get your controller for sixty nine ninety nine. So already at one hundred and forty bucks, you're getting your money's worth. It's an easy buy in for sure. You get your you get your three months of service for it. The cool icing on the cake. Oh, the, the, the buddy pass. The, yes. You, you get to give it to a friend for three months. So now you guys both get to be able to play it. And then you also get all of Destiny Two. So if anyone's a fan of Destiny Two. That game comes completely oh, with, with the new thing. DLC, the, with everything uh, like the season pass, the DLC, and the other thing was is Shadowkeep. If you're playing this game, let's say you're playing it on an Xbox, or you're playing it on PS4, you can move your character. I, I believe they're called Guardians from yeah. from there to the Stadia and keep playing with that character. So I thought that was a really yeah, cool no, that's feature. a pretty cool like way to like migrate it. And in terms of what it costs, I mean, you're getting I think. More bang for your buck than what it it's actually a, it's costs. It's a very cheap entry into it, but the game, it, it, you know, they gave a list of games that you know it shows. But who knows? Again, right. you know that's gonna who, who, yeah, that's gonna jam cause, up because a lot of the games that are on the list, there's like one that's like brand new, and who who knows by the time this launches? Because I'll go over a couple of the names right now. I, I just wrote down some of the big names. There's plenty of others. Baldur's Gate, which is brand new. Ghost Recon, the new one, Breakpoint, which is um, not even out yet. AC Odyssey, which has been out. Division 2, which has been out. Destiny 2, which has been out. Doom Eternal is not out yet, but who knows 
by the time this launches, how long it will be there. Is that five months later, four months later, right. whatever? Final Fantasy XV has been out for quite some time. So half those, more than half those games have been out for more than a few months. Right. So you're, so anyone looking at getting this, all the games that are available I think are games that are already out. <laughs> it's really good for people who tend to sit on like a big backlog and take a long time to play lots of games because then by the time like let you know you're you're ready to play you know ghost recon or doom eternal you know you would have had to be abc whatever whatever it is you fill is on your backlog first it might actually be in you know we'll, we'll call it the locker for right now because okay. i don't think they have a the name Google for locker. it yeah they uh, uh, trademark trademark uh <laughs> i swear so, to god Google, you son of a bitch <laughs> don't take so, it so yeah the, for the google locker because i don't think they have like a, a, a name for right, it there's, yet, no so. ga- there's no game pass yeah so called. yeah so, you know, by the time you're ready for that game, you might not even have to buy it. It might be in the Google Locker. It might be, you know, something like that. Yeah, and, you know, a couple of people I've been having conversation with is, you know, are you going to want to pay more? Because essentially, if you want to play any game, you're still going to have to buy it at retail price, right? You still have to buy the game. Let's say it's not in the locker. If you want it day you, one right, and it's you, not in the locker. If you want to play Odyssey and, and it's not on the locker, which I'm almost guaranteed that it will be, and it's 60 bucks. Yeah, Odyssey's in you know, the cool thing is, is it, it's got the appeal of a switch where I can take it on the go, but you can take it with you anywhere. That is the biggest advantage to it's, like, you're not just buying it to where I can only play it one spot. You can play it on whatever, whatever it is that supports it, which right now is, they said is a little limited, but they're adding more. Yeah, so they're adding more. Perfect but point. It's one of those things where like, okay, so I, I buy a game on my Xbox. I can only play it when I come home and sit down at my house and play on the Xbox. But if you have this... You could essentially buy your game, and when you have a th- an hour lunch break, a 30-minute lunch break, you can sit down, you can start playing your game at work, or you know some people's work is a little more lax than other. If you got a job that you have a lot of downtime, and think about that, you can literally play your Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and then when you go home, you can play Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and when you go to a friend's house, you can keep playing it. You're not restricted to just the one spot, which is what most people have in their houses, you know, their game console. And that's the biggest appeal to me. It's like a, 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 almost like a Netflix idea. Like, you know, you could use it just anywhere. You know, how many times, I, I don't personally use it in bed, but Christina all the time, she'll, instead of watching it, whatever, in the front room, she's done watching it, she don't want to sleep in the front room, she'll go, go into the bedroom, put it on her phone, go to sleep right there. How, you know, if I'm done playing and I just want to lie down and that's my problem, it's like, oh, I don't want to be sitting here in my chair anymore, or whatever, I just want to go lie down. I don't want to lay down on the couch super far away or whatever, my, whatever your setup may be, you know, I can just go lie in my bed. Put on my phone if you have the controller, rate, whatever it is they end up right. doing, you know, and just play it right off your phone. So Tablet, something. They went into a big thing with the specs, Andrew. Walk me through a little bit about what you can expect on the current system that they're offering, right? It's the 35 megabits per second, right? If you're running that on your internet speed, you're, it offers you the 4K. It offers you the uh, sixty frames per second. Right, right. So, yeah, they they went through some of the speeds too, and I and I put I put the lowest because I, I think that was what they said you need for four K, and I don't think they mentioned anything above the four K. But the lowest on that totem pole, which was ten megabits per second, which isn't very good anyways, is seven twenty p at sixty fps. Which if you're not you know a big graphics monger or anything like that, and that's the thing, you I know don't that think most people are even going to notice. I mean, it's not a bad little starting package. No? Yeah, and that's you know that would be good for especially if you have like really shitty internet or something like that. You know, by all means, you take a graphical hit, but to keep it at that sixty fps, you know, why not? And that know? was the thing I thought when they were going to the ten, they were going to say it drops to thirty, but the fact that it stayed at sixty running, I was just like, huh. The only thing I had an issue with was uh, you didn't watch it. 
I don't think you watched it live, and I don't know if they showed it on the YouTube, you know, when you watch it later, is the lag that they had during their, <laughs> during their press And, and that all depends on, like, your internet connection, because there's other Everyone times where they it. showed I, I it, saw it all runs, the like, Everybody had a problem with that. Yeah, that... You know, it, it depends because, like I said, I, you know, they showed it another time and it worked perfectly. They've had like the little demo, and a lot of people said there's like zero input lag. So who knows? Maybe it's where they were at for that event. And again, that's also what's going to come down to it too. Is like, is my phone when I'm sitting outside your house pirating your internet? Like, is is it going to run just fine? Yeah, that was one of the things they said. It's not going to run off cellular data. It's not, and that you know, the other thing I was reading an article, so I don't know how true this is or isn't, but like. The features they they were uh, selling on the controller, the um, the instant stream, and then the assist button they're saying isn't actually a launch feature. Like it's something that's coming later with the controller. So all the stuff they were kind of hyping us up on a couple months ago when we were talking about it. I mean, are things that are like coming. So for I, I for one hundred twenty dollars, yeah, buy the real you know, launch I think is twenty twenty, right? Yeah, I mean, with how long I had to wait for like Xbox, or, like PS four to get their shit together and stuff like that, you know what? What does it matter that I can't share something right away? I'll tell you, like my uh, the biggest concern uh, that article I was talking about. So someone had written something up and they oh, kind of, yeah, they, yeah. they kind of pulled some math together and they said that if you use the Stadia, hypothetically, and this is off of Stadia's numbers and what Stadia has presented, if you're using it at four K. For 65 hours, which isn't, you know, if you game, you know, in a month, I game a lot more than 65 hours, you're using one terabyte of data. Yeah, that's insane. That is an insane amount of data to be going through, especially, I, I'm luckily, I'm luckily, I'm lucky, <laughs> He's that, lucky. <laughs> I'm lucky that I don't have any sort of internet cap. Yeah. So to me, it doesn't matter. But I know that it's not like that everywhere. You know, yeah, exactly. it, there's so, all kinds of places out there. You know, you have a 200 meg cap, what, what 200 gig cap, what, what, whatever it may be, that that thing will just eat it right up. And the other thing I, I kind of forgot to even write down in my notes, but I, I'm remembering it is it's only launching in what 14 countries I yes. think, to start with. So that's another thing you got to take into, uh, you know, in, in, in the, the hands of it is this thing isn't ready to go everywhere, right? So it's not an Xbox that can go. I have hardware and I can put it wherever I want. This thing, you know, based on, you know, the streaming and all that stuff, it's only starting somewhere. So we got to keep that in mind, though. You know? I think its biggest benefit to it is just the low price point to get in and being able to how mobile it is. But the, the biggest thing is just that price point, $120 buy-in versus a 200 console, $250 console that I can only play in one spot at any given time. Yeah, I, I think it's a good thing to... I don't want to call it a good thing. It's a breath of fresh air. It's something new. It we're you know we're moving, we're moving into a new space. Like that's what I think a lot of older gamers are having an issue with is we're moving into the cloud wars. Like this is we're going into a thing of like it, streaming is going to be a thing. Microsoft and PlayStation are both jumping into the, you I'm know, sure the streaming spaces. It, yeah. And you know consoles. I don't want to call. I don't ever want to call them a thing in the past because I love having hardware. I love buying a game. But this is. I mean, we're living in the time where this is moving us in the next direction and it's Google that's doing it. So like as a flagship company that's doing it, I'm looking forward to it. I already pre-ordered mine. I got the founders edition. I I'm giving Andrew my, my uh, buddy pass. And I mean, mainly because, you know, now that we're running a gaming podcast, I want to get it day one and, and you know, yeah, we want to review it. I want to test it. I want to see yeah. what it looks like. Boulder's Gate 3 looks, I mean, as small as that trailer was, the moment I watched it, I was like, I'm in. You know, I've been a fan of Boulder's Gate since day one. I played number one, played number two. I don't have a PC. I don't play on PC. So if Stadia, like the Switch, I play it for certain things. But if Stadia is my access to playing PC games that I never would have been able to play before, 
one more thing. So I'm looking forward to it. I I mean I'll I'll try it out. I don't think I'm ready to like jump in, jump. I I wouldn't right. do the founders or what. Did you do the founders? Yeah, thing? I got the founders. Yeah, so like, I got I, my I controller. Got my buddy. Got my buddy. I, I did like that controller. That like nice blue. Yeah, it's the night blue. Name. I think they were yeah. calling it. Like so the night I, king. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I would uh, jump in day one, day one like you guys are. No, yeah, it, all it's, regret that. But I was saying, it's not for everybody, right? 120 bucks is still. 120 bucks for a system that has no it's not uh, even that record bad. has and no out of all all the games like what Baldur's Gate's the one I don't have like I, I beat oh, all man. the rest, Baldur's so. Gate I mean I wouldn't even call it a killer app but for me I was just like I'll spend 120 bucks get something try it out play Baldur's Gate I was looking forward to it I mean either way overall I'll give them I thought this was a, a great conference for them to start with you know they got everything it was strong there, and the beauty yeah. of it was right before E3 I mean E3 is coming up tomorrow and they just launched it the day, you know yesterday and I thought it was awesome. Yeah, might as well just get it out of the way for sure, for sure. So overall, Andrew, um, I know you're not going to get it day of, but 120 bucks. I'll try good, it. Good I mean, I think it's you worth it in. for a lot of people out there who don't want to buy an Xbox or a PS4 or something. But then I, uh, the other thing that's going to come to mind is like, you know, how many other people are getting it? Like, what's your player pool going to look like for Division 2 for... Destiny 2 to where you're supposed to be playing with all these other people, you know, if all the other crowds over there. So, again, I think it's for, I mean, it, it's definitely got an audience. Mm -hmm. I just don't know if it's for the audience who's spending every day playing PUBG or Division 2, whatever like that, because they're going to go where the big crowds are. And, exactly, and, right. You so. know, it's got a lot to prove. So, you know, it could be the next big thing. This could be the thing that, you know, takes off like that. So, that's the thing yeah. is it's got the most potential. So that's what's exciting. And about it also it. can feel the hardest. So, I mean, this is a very interesting thing that's going to happen. And the beauty of it is it's in a few months. It comes out. It could in... be the next movie pass. Ooh. <laughs> and that failed badly. So Some of us learned a little harder yeah, than the others. Another, another thing I got in on the ground floor and uh, crash and burn. So, you know, you learn your lessons uh, the hard way. And uh, I'm hoping Stadia is not going to be one of that because I'm looking forward to it. Guys, are you looking forward? Did any of you guys get the Founders Edition? Um, you know, are you looking forward to the buddy pass? Give it to a friend. You guys can each play for three months. Jump online. Let us know in the comments, guys. But those are the two big stories, Andrew. But I know you got a little more on your mind. Um, so let's move into the... Actually, no, before we do that, we have to move into a segment called the Video Game Question of the Week. Right. Are you ready? I almost forgot about it until I just looked at my notes and saw it. So what we've been doing is uh, we've been back and forth in kind of um, a video game question and what the other person's answer may or may not be. So my question is, Andrew, in terms of like a secret society, what would you rather be a part of? Would you rather be a part of the Assassin's Creed Brotherhood and you pick which time, which, where you want to be, okay. France, England, you know, okay, so Italy, gotcha. or do you want to be in the Dark Brotherhood, but the Dark Brotherhood has to be Skyrim era? A Dark Brotherhood. Hands down, no looking back. Yeah, be, oh, and well, why? Because I feel like with the assassins, like you're working to protect the world and you're doing all these things for the greater good. Whereas the Dark Brotherhood, you're kind of just you're you're doing these things because you want to. You, like a lot of those people choose and pick the jobs they want to take. They mm -hmm. could just not do any jobs. They could go out and murder whatever. Even though that's kind <laughs> you of... You just want to pass to kill people. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, like, knowing how, like... Hey, at they, least with the assassins, there's a creed. Well, they do have the... But, uh, 
They do have the uh, the rules of the brother, yeah, the tenants, and they can kill you if you fuck up. Oh well, yeah. I mean, they, they end up they get broken. They get broken in all of them anyways. And assassin, that's every assassin's creed is some assassin betrays another assassin. Nice. I like your answer. Uh, I would, I think, pick the assassins, and I. I think you're just in love with the look. Well, hey, whatever the influence is, right? Whatever it's going to be, whatever your answer, whatever, however it, it teeter totters over what you know weighed more than the other one. Um, I just. Because if I'm taking assassins, I want the arm strength to climb up a building in about 14 oh, seconds. That, that wasn't the question at all. <laughs> yeah. Do you want the physique? It said what what lifestyle you want to lead, not physique. Uh, but yeah, give me dude, give me the the Black Flag Assassin's Creed pirates lifestyle over the um, snowing, uh, shitty live in a cave, Dark Brotherhood lifestyle. That's the way I looked at it. Yeah, it was a pretty nice cave, though. <laughs> it was a pretty big cave, though. So, guys, if you if you guys are playing with the questions, what secret society do you guys want to be a part of? Is it the Assassin's Creed in whatever time period you want? Or is it the Dark Brotherhood that's happening in Skyrim? So, guys, leave that down below and let's take a peek at it. But You ready to riff? Let's riff. Um, let me do know. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? Start me off. because so I've got one I, that's not I, on I know your you're paper. Hot right now. I know you're hot. Well, I have one that's not on your paper. Oh, a, a, that surpri- I wanted, a surprise riff? Yeah, that I wanted to bring to you. Okay. So, you know how we were stoked on Mario Maker 2? Oh, God. Don't let me down. What? Okay. Oh, no. It's a letdown. I, I was upset about it. What? Unless they change it. So, bum, bum, Mario bum, Maker bum, 2, bum, bum. They we were both hyped on the multiplayer. And then yep. we were even more hyped on the fact that you could compete with each other, right? You know, to get to the level who does the best. Right. right when you race into the yep, end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, you, you, I'm with you so far. You cannot... Play that with your friends. Go on. What does that mean? You can only play it with randoms. So you cannot compete you with your friends. With anyone no. that you have a Switch account Not with? for the competing part. You cannot. Because they said it How damages the integrity of the leaderboard. So instead of oh. instead of making a fucking game mode that's like, alright, you know, here's one for leaderboards. Here's one just for people wanting to fuck around. A quick play like you, your friends. There's no score. It's just whoever wins the best out of whoever wins, right? The logical fucking thing to do. They're just like, no, you, leaderboards only. So essentially, what they don't they want three people tanking. So one guy's score goes up and he, and he raises in the ranks. Of this right with the rank, yeah. Where so. you could easily just do a leaderboard system like you're saying and an in-house. Just a co-op, four buddies that has nothing to do with any points. So right. Like, so how I thought, come they're doing that? Oh uh, yeah, I thought that was fucking stupid that you can't just create oh, a lobby a with your online friends and do whatever. Yeah, it was stupid. You can totally create a fucking lobby. Every other modern game does it. You create a lobby that score does not go towards anything. It's Nintendo. It's Nintendo though, who's really shitty at doing multiplayer or anything. So yeah. the first time they're trying it, they're going, "Oh, well, we you can't make lobbies in this game." Yeah, they don't even have a oh, fucking. Oh, that's a fucking bummer. A voice chat, but hey, let's fuck your day up even worse. Oh, that sucks. So I'll start with that and. Let's hear your riff. Um, well, you brought it up to me the other day, and I, I thought, I could have sworn I saw in an article um, maybe a day or so before, but Ubisoft is planning on jumping in oh, yeah, to the, the, leak. To the, uh, the, the streaming leak that we'll services. find out soon. And yeah, so it leaked because, what, what did it pop up on, Amazon or something? Uh, Somebody saw a... It sho- it, no, it shows up on their store as the Ubisoft Premium Pass. It was actually on their page. Yeah, because so I have that written down. Yeah, it was in the Ubisoft store... Is the, it says UB? It, there's no picture. It just says UB Pass Premium. See now, and some of the things I've been reading on this premium is that it sounds like they're breaking it into tiers. Like you can sign up for Ubisoft Premium. You can sign up for Ubisoft, let's say Gold or whatever. Um, the weird thing that caught me is okay. So we live in this place, 
in time where everybody has multiple things that they're streaming from, whether it's, you know, but right now we live in this video space where it's kind of Netflix, HBO, Hulu. I hate that. All, all this other stuff. Passes and I've got bills that are just going to all this stuff. But we are living in this time as a gamer in the smallest space of of services. I would take it more with some of the games than with all the video shit. Right. Know? All we have is Game Pass as Xboxers. And all, e- we, have is, and all, and all no. we have is the EA. EA Access. And that's it. So I think it's perfectly fine. And, I, and I, more I, are coming. I, I'm more on board. The Ubisoft is coming in. There's a huge backlog of games. Ubisoft has like a shit ton of good games. And, so and Yeah. So I made a list of, of some of the big titles if anyone's unfamiliar with Ubisoft, which would be hard to believe. But you got the Assassin's Creed games. You got the, all the Tom Clancy games. Right. Which spawns what? Three different series. Ghost Recon. Um... Is it Rainbow Six? Yeah, Rainbow Six, fucking all. You've got Watch Dogs. You've got For Honor. You've got all the Far Cries. You've got Rayman. uh, And the South Park games were all Ubisoft. So this pass coming in, I could see being really... Depending on what they do with it, but yes. Right. Would be awesome. Now, what I'm confused about is why would they break... If they do, why would they break it into tiers, right? Why why would there be a... Maybe maybe that's just the name of it. I hope so. I really hope so. uh, Who knows? Maybe that's why... You know, PlayStation just recently allowed EA access to be on PlayStation after saying, you know what, this isn't a good value for our customers, is that, and EA has always been closer with Microsoft than anything, so maybe PlayStation now saw the Ubisoft pass coming, and was like, well, fuck, we can't have the Ubisoft pass, but not have the EA access pass, because that's going to fuck our relationship up with EA, so now we have that both, so maybe that's why they just did that recent... Okay, you know, we'll yeah, finally allow you to have the pass. You know, that makes a little bit of sense. Yeah. But that might be reaching a little bit too far, but, I, you I, know. I'm just, conf- well, I guess not confused. I, I'm, I'm curious on the, the Game Pass is 10 bucks a month, right? The and Which has great games on it, right? You get a lot of good stuff. Uh, you get a lot of bang for your buck on $10 a month. The EA is, what, $39, but it's for the it's year? 30 for the year. For the year? Five for a month, yeah. Where, where does Ubisoft come in landing a price? I mean, 10 bucks. Already gets you a lot of good shit with Game Pass. Thirty gets you a lot for a year. Could you see this thing coming in any higher than ten or fifteen, and people clamoring for it with, you know, the no, the and it, 10 well, it, it depends on what it franchises. comes with. It depends on what it comes with though, because like EA Access, like I get like the newest games. Oh, you know, you get them on there fairly quick. And you get but, demos of them. But yeah, you get the free trials of everything on there. But I also play a lot more EA games than I do Ubisoft. I get Assassin's Creed every year usually. But that's also because I'm just now back in, excuse me, to Assassin's Creed that, do I want to play 10 hours of the new one? No, I'll, I'll just go buy the game. So why would I have to pass? Is there nothing on the, on the pass for... that entices you? Anything, you? I mean, you would look forward to going, oh man, I, now I can play all the Far Cries, I can play... Nah, not really. A lot of them are all on the, the Game Pass or Games with Gold, so I think it's more for people who miss like a lot of the boat. But who knows? We'll see how... Because I mean, if it's like 30... If it's like... They could do $60 for a year, not pay for it, but whatever new game comes out, if I get it day one, I get it, get it, then I'm all for that. Yeah, that's the hard thing I'm trying to wrap my head around is, is I mean, yeah, they're on annual titles, so it's like, okay, you're paying for it, and I, what, I get Assassin's Creed, Ragnarok, you know, the yeah. you know the day it comes out, I, I, I can't, I don't know, I'm having a hard time doing that, but the two things that caught my attention, or at least I'm curious about, is... Um, Mario Rabbids is an Ubisoft game, published and developed. Could this be if you made the pass? Oh, that would and not. The, and the no Ubis- way. How it's published and developed by Ubisoft. If that pass had Mario Rabbids, would that, could this be the first time you see a Mario on a PlayStation or an Xbox? No, 
Because like, uh, Nintendo still owns the rights to those characters. They could say, yeah, you can make the game and then only You don't think they'd it. want to cut? I mean, it's not a, it's not a pure yeah, they true to cut, Mario they would, game. It doesn't matter. If they wanted to cut, they would have done it forever ago. they got a uh, million games that could have licensed out and bid on whatever. Right, but this one, with Ubisoft's past, it's kind of out of their hands. It's not like Nintendo's making the, the move. I'm sure, it's, well, Nintendo still owns the rights to Mario and what platforms he can show up uh, on. So that's the one, that's the one, curious though, right? I'm, I'm, I'm kind of wondering what they're going to do with that. And the other one, I was looking at is they got a lot of good games like you know what got me into Assassin's Creed in playing in high school was the Prince of Persia games right these are all PS2 games when you look at the Game Pass the Game Pass does a lot of this backwards compatibility with X, original Xbox games oh yeah because PS2 like came a... out the same time as the Xbox yeah if the if Ubisoft had a pass that you could go back and play some of these old like. Prince of Persia games. Well, I think they even redid those for, like, Xbox at one point or something like that. Did they? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they, like... It wasn't, like, a remaster, but they, like, the like jumped time? around to it. Yeah, I, I think that they did. I'd be curious if they went back and did any of those old PS2 games, because that'd be, I think, kind of fun. Honestly, I don't know if I can go back and, like, play them, because I feel like those are nostalgic You can play games. FF9 game that was from PS1, you won't play a PS2 game? Yeah, but FF9 doesn't have fucking Godsmack as a theme song <laughs> while I'm running around. Like, <laughs> that's the difference. <laughs> What was it, like the Scorpion King? Yeah, that I stand alone. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that Scorpion King vibe. Like, that's, I feel like that's the only reason I even know who Godsmack is, is from those two things. I love Godsmack. And I actually like the Scorpion King for some reason. Oh, the movie. (laughs) Which is a whole other thing, because he goes from being a villain in a movie to being a hero in his own time. That's another podcast for another time. I'll get out there with you on the Scorpion King, because it makes no fucking sense with this timeline. What about when he starts eating ants? And he's crushing him with his shit. Again, like, that's the thing. It's like, he was a villain in the other movie that was murdering everybody, and now all of a sudden he's a fucking hero trying to save everybody, and every following movie he's a hero. So I, I don't know. I, Where the fuck they went, I have no clue. I thought those were two interesting things, though, that Ubisoft has potential things to cross a bridge with, right? They, they own, they develop and publish a game that has Nintendo characters in it, as well as their characters. And if Game Pass can go backwards compatible with some of their original Xbox titles, why wouldn't they be able to go do PS2 titles, which, you know, was at the same time as the Xbox was. So right, right. I, that caught my eye. Well, I got one last rip for you. It's, hey, uh, throw, hey, nothing's throwing me off yet? Just new Call of Duty. Uh, I'm really disappointed they didn't call it Call of Duty Modern Warfare and just continue <laughs> that timeline. But um, Modern Warfare. But this game, uh, it's Call of Duty Modern Warfare. They, uh, It's the new Call of Duty. And they're re- it's essentially a reboot of the Modern Warfare timeline, mm-hmm. I guess is what they're saying. So it's a completely new timeline is what they're saying. But it's also the first Call of Duty that's going to be cross-play, PS4, PC, Xbox. Like, oh, did they yeah, you, announce that? Yeah, you can play with anybody on that. Well, so I think that's pretty cool. I you know, don't want to spend too much time because it, we'll see after E3, you know, may, maybe see a little bit more of the gameplay and stuff. They just showed the trailer and stuff. Either way, I just thought it was kind of a kind of a cool thing. And isn't one of the main things that they've been saying is that it's supposed to be one of the, like the grittier, kind of darker games that they've done. It's supposed to make the Russian I, scene in, I, in Call think, of Duty look. Yeah, that's what they've been saying. Modern Warfare has always been. I think the I personally think the Modern Warfare timelines or the franchise is better than all the others. I always felt like that one was a little bit darker, except for a couple of times in like Black Ops. But yeah, all the other ones are nowhere near as like nitty gritty as that sort of thing. Well, I'm looking forward to it because I'm one of the main reasons I fell off of the last Call of Duty is I'm a campaign player, right? I, you can play all the Battle Royals you Black want. Black Ops 4 had no campaign. I, I, I'm a campaign guy. So the fact that they're bringing this particular campaign back, which is arguably one of the best, and that they're rebooting it, right? Because prices, 
Price is still going to be back yeah. in it, voiced by a new actor, but it looks good. Was it? Yeah, that's what I was, I was oh, seeing. It's oh, a, maybe it's a, it's a young original. It's a different guy Actually, playing him. Soap. Soap. So I'm looking forward to it. It'll get me back in the seat of Call of Duty. Um, and I'm sure once E3 comes out, they're going to give us all the goodies. And then our next episode, we're going to be able to talk yeah, really dive right in depth about it. that. Yeah. So, um, Andrew, we, yeah, we hit the stories. We've hit the riffs. Um, I know you've been clamoring to tell me. He's been... He's been high on well, his high I feel all like day. my high is going to be better than yours, so I want you to go first. Oh, That's God. how confident I am. So, um, the reason why we didn't have a show last week was because I had to go out of town to Kansas City, Missouri to go see our buddy Ryan Sims get married. So, congrats, Ryan, congrats, to that. Ryan. So, my high is, well, actually, my low was I, I didn't bring an Xbox with me. I brought my Switch with me and I played Fire Emblem on the plane. That was a lot of fun. But I, I didn't get to play anything for a week or, you know, five days. My high was we found this bar called Updown. And if anybody's familiar with Vegas, it's kind of like what Insert Coin was. It's a bar that has a bunch of um, cabinet-style arcade games, Battletoads, uh, Ninja Turtles, uh, Donkey Kong, Mario, Punch-Out, all kinds of badass shit was in there. But I found this game that I never played before. It was called uh, Captain Commando. And I, I think it was... I think it's Capcom. I, I have to double-check, but... It's a four-player game, kind of like The Simpsons or Ninja Turtles or an X-Men. And me, my buddy Matt, and his girl Crystal started playing it. And I played this character called Babyhead. And it's literally this little baby dude that's in this mecha. And he's cruising through, just beating the shit out of people. And I, it was a blast. I, you know, Obviously, the beers were flowing. Um, I forget the name of their two characters because I, I, there's just nobody that I know. And we quartered up, and we beat the whole game. And That's so pretty I, cool. Yeah, so I can take a game off my list on an arcade cabinet that I've never played before called Bionic Commando. And actually, dude, I got to tell you, it was a lot of fun. It was more fun than like a Double Dragon was to me in the arcade. So if you've played it, awesome. If you haven't, go check it out. But low was I didn't get to play much. High was I got to beat a really cool and new game. I'm glad you gave both because I wanted to do my low and high too. Ooh, so he's, he's, he's putting them together. Now, well, my oh, hey, I'll kick back for this one. My low is playing Final Fantasy IX right now. Another game, a, a lot of fun. I had a blast. This is my first time actually beating it all the way through, going all the way through. Right now, I, there's the achievement. Get to level 99, even though you have the 999 damage and stuff like that. Just that grind again, especially coming off a of Sekiro T. I'm like, fucking uh -huh. 80. What is the deal with these <laughs> grinds? Like, I don't understand. Like, just give it to me. Yeah, just let me. Can I beat a goddamn game? But my high is there's an achievement in the game. And this is why I had like 50 different fucking saves. So there's an achievement in the game. Oh, okay. I that, that I wasn't going for. That you have to get to the end in 12, uh, before 12 hours to get like just a sword. You beat this boss. You don't even get to use the sword for maybe like two or so three what more you mean? fights. From the start of the game, you have 12 hours to get to this point right. to get that achievement? Right. And it's it's like a few bosses from the end. Like it's literally within the last like probably like 30 minutes to hour of the game. So you are you don't even use the sword that much. It's like the strongest weapon right. in the game. So you have to do it in 12 hours. I was already like, fuck that. I don't want to do that. Like I'm not going to beat this game again either even though there's the speed mode and the booster and all that stuff. So it's you could easily do it because I was looking on the... The little guide stuff for what uh, you know the roadmap. Right. He said you easily do it in like four to five hours. You need a good roadmap. But I I, did, I was like oh, I don't want to beat this whole game again and just be sitting here fucking mashing A the whole time skipping through. <laughs> so I've seen him I'm, do it. I'm about halfway through the game, and I was looking at my time. I was like oh maybe I kind of do want to try for that. And I'm like well the guy said four hours, four to five hours, and I'm halfway through. So twelve would leave me three. 
I'm at 9.30. So I turned on the boosters, created a separate save, and I actually started running for it. And just fucking skipping everything, dude. I even got caught up at a couple points. There was a couple spots where I fucking died and I had to, like, nope, fucking scum nope, save nope, and nope. whatever. And there was one spot that was fucking annoying because you're just supposed to survive. And I didn't know that, so I'm just trying to strike these people down and they just keep killing me because I'm not defending. I'm like, this is fucking stupid. I'm just trying to run through. So I make it and I made it in time and I had 12 minutes left. With the hair on his ball set. So I, that, that a minute left, 12 minutes. Oh, so I was like, damn a minute. Fuck so it. I, either way though, I do. I thought it was, I had to skip but, all the cutscenes. Yeah. There's so much fucking dialogue. Grand, and I didn't even look up a guide either. I, I, I had no fucking clue where I was going. I'm just going off the conversation and whatever. And so just making it all the way to the end. I fucking did it, nice. and I ended up getting that achievement. So nice. that was my high, and the fact that I came so fucking close to it, too. Like, 12 minutes left. Like, I was panicking the whole time, and I'm looking at my time, and that's the thing. I'm checking it the whole time. I'm like, fuck, how much longer do I have to go? Like, I still have fucking, you know, I felt like I, I didn't think I was going to make it. I was like, if I don't make it, it's going to be like a couple minutes, so I'm going to get pissed yeah. off. That's, uh, dude, you're always on the pressure. And that, that, yeah, that was just like a last-minute split decision, too. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, all right, cool. And then a, a second high... So that a double high? That original save, I didn't, I didn't save over it because I just started running it, and I created like two separate ones so that I can go back and keep playing, and I ended up, and then now after I got that achievement, I'm playing normally now. I missed something because I had gone too far, and so I couldn't get that oh. achievement. But because I still had that original save, I went was that back the one from to, earlier. Yeah, that <laughs> one from earlier. I went back to that original save. He was so happy about and it. And I was, was able like, to get. Fuck yeah. And yeah, it took me like thirty more minutes, and I'm like, okay, thank God, I was able to get the thing that I would have missed because you had to do it only at this one point in the game that I just wasn't paying attention. That's awesome, man. A so either way, yeah, I, yeah, it turned into a double high today now. But is it safe? Because I've been playing FF Seven, but again, I didn't have last week to play it, so I, I feel like I'm getting pretty far. Is it safe to say if come the show next week? Are you going to be done with Final Fantasy Oh, VII? for sure. Okay. I'm hoping I'm done with Final Fantasy VII. Uh, but, guys, we are going to do something a little different. Instead of making an episode, we are going to make, um, what, I mean, some videos. A couple little showcases. Kind of breaking down what's going to happen during the E3 previews. So, uh, we're going to make one for Saturday. We're going to make one for Sunday. And we're going to make one for Monday. We're going to launch those up. You guys can watch those, and then again on next Saturday, our video will be up for act the actual yeah. episode eleven. That's going to review everything that um, E three plus launched. all the new stuff. So I mean, if there's nothing interesting though, again, like you know, we tell you guys, we're not going to. I, I if EA only showed fucking soccer that whole thing, I'm just you're not going to hear about it. Yeah, not from I, us anyway. <laughs> I bring it up in a brief mention, like oh EA sucked, all they showed was soccer. You know, we're not going to talk about anything we're not interested in. So if we don't talk about a conference. Uh, we just probably weren't that interested in, or invested in it. Yeah, we're going to stick to topics that I think um, means the most to us and definitely, I think, means the most to you guys. You don't need to hear every little bit of detail. But that's what's going to happen. So we got three more videos coming out, followed by our next official episode. So that, guys, brings this to a close. Andrew, I had a lot of fun. If you guys want to follow us on Instagram, follow us at Last Call Productions. If you guys want to follow us at Twitter, follow us at Last Call, P-R-O-D-Z, Last Call Prods. If you guys want to send us a question or a comment or tell us how much you're looking forward to E3, send that to lastcallproductions at gmail.com, guys. All Last Call Productions end with a Z. So that is it for this episode, guys. I had a blast. For Andrew Montemayor, my name is Craig Perales, and until next time, guys, as always, cheers. I just saved my last drink. I know, I do. What do you think? 
Oh, I thought it was good. I felt like we kind of were like a little too long in Pokemon. Little, what? Yes, yeah. but I, I that's wasn't. that was getting back into it. But it's yep, still it's a good episode, cool. so I think we're fine. Could yeah. you imagine just being rich and white trash? Like what that dream was like. <laughs> oh man. But like, I feel how like white they trash? don't like Honey Boo Boo white trash. Oh, what? Or even like Kid Rock. Like he, Kid Rock. Probably has a shit ton of money, but you know he doesn't want anything. But yeah, but he portray- he still portrays white trash, even though he's above white trash at this point. That's because it's not just a phase; it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. He's he's he committed to the he's he's pot committed at this point. Like you can't stop wearing bowler hats and fucking tank tops and red pants. Well, I'm pretty sure that was his personal wardrobe in Joe Dirt. <laughs> hey, uh, um, kid, kid, come to set. Speed act natural. Just act natural. Just be yourself. He Bring literally your walked like right off the reading, straight into the fucking action. Action league. Now, now. you know what I was. Uh, there's a question I've been wanting to ask. Um, like I want to have a like fictional superheroes who wins in a fight. Like if you put like a uh, really really big man, uh, powdered toast man, the crimson chin. Um, who else can you think of that would fit into that kind of? That quail man. Who's powdered toast man? From uh, Ren and Snippy. He flew backwards. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. And they always sat on his ass. Yeah. When he left, he had like cinnamon. Um, I remember that. Now. And you remember really, really big man, right? From Rocco's Modern yeah, Life. Yeah, yeah. With his fucking nipples, nipples of the future. future. Yeah. Uh, Where are you really, really? Where big are man? you really, really big man? Um, who else did I say? Quail man. Oh, the crimson chin from Here Jimmy he Turner. comes, the crimson chin. Yeah. Who who wins in those fights? Definitely not Quail, man. Dude, he's got the fucking power of the Quail. The Quail sucks. Isn't he's like a he's like a superhero pacifist. He has like nice ways to. Isn't Powder Toast Man like huge as shit? No, but isn't he uh, like lactose intolerant or something? Doesn't he have like a oh. weird weakness or something? He might. <laughs> I'm pretty sure like that was his thing. Is he had some weird fucking weakness to like it was like heat because it like cooks the egg on his face or he's like lactose intolerant. It's something. And, and maybe that's what it is. Isn't he, like, lactose intolerant and that's the joke is because you need eggs to make, like, what he's made out of or something? It, that sounds right. And it was just one of those things I was on the pooper and I was just, like, thinking, I'm, like, what are, like, some, like, superheroes that you don't think about? And I'm just going, like, through all the old 90s shit. And I was, like, well, who would win in a fucking fight? But, yeah, I, I, I'd have to look up what his weakness is. But that sounds right. Something, like, like that's essential to be with him is his weakness. And see, that's – and I feel that he has to have a weakness because – like, I wouldn't make, like, I, I couldn't just randomly make that. Of all the people, like, oh, I'm going to make this one up off the top of my head for some reason for fucking Powdered Toast Man. Like, <laughs> powdered Toast Man. Was it Powdered? And he had that fucking Powdered Toast. Like, he had the biggest fucking boom. Uh, and dude, But Really, Really Big Man, I think, is the is the winner. Because I don't think he had a, I can't recall him having a weakness. But he's like this goofy version of, like, Superman, who has all these weird-ass abilities. Yeah, but then, like... Yeah, but he's also... Does, isn't there, like, an episode where he gets, like, really fat and stuff like that? And he's, like, out of fucking shape and... <sighs> there's gotta be. I mean, I'm sure there's an episode, but it's I just, think like, the only my recall on those episodes... Who would just... win is the abdicator. With that, with that, from... that was Hey Arnold when Eugene acts tough because he looks up to the guy and the guy, like, lets him down. He's like, you know what abdicator means? It means he'll let you down or whatever. And then Eugene goes bad and wears that leather jacket. I like that. That's... Oh, I didn't even think about Hey Arnold. See, that's what I was thinking. Like, what other... Kind of superheroes were there in the old kind of shows? I don't know. That's all I was trying to think. Was there? I remember like in a. Weren't they, were he- weren't they heroes in the Angry Beavers? 
Were they I can heroes? remember those outfits. I just can't remember the names. Yeah, I don't know what their fucking names were. And I, remember I was trying to think of Rugrats. Rugrats, Rugrats was Mega Diaper Babies. Oh, yeah. They okay. had that episode where they're all fucking the superheroes and Angelica's the... Angelic, Angelitron. She's yeah, the robot. Yeah. <laughs> she's like... And Lil... She's Dotted Line Girl. is like, how did you see me? I'm only a Dotted Line. And Angelica's like, well, any idiot can see <laughs> a Dotted, dotted Line. line. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Rugrats. Ugh. I don't know. That's one of the... That's what I think about when I'm pooping. Oh, is, man. Superheroes that don't matter so and who wins. Dorkly does, like, um, reviews of, like, the porn parodies of those oh things. Oh, God. And you should read them, dude. They are fucking hilarious. Like, what the actual movie is supposed to be? Yeah. Or like, his review of it. Yeah, like, they just show, like, like there's, like, a Pokemon one. They show, like, what the chick who's supposed to be Pikachu, like, looks like. There's no, like, tits oh. or, like, none of that stuff or whatever. And they don't... You don't go, like, oh, he's smashing pussy or whatever. But, like, <laughs> just... The description of what he fucking uses, like, I remember reading it, because, dude, I was fucking dying, dude, they're hilarious, he's like, if you thought they couldn't, if you thought Pikachu couldn't work, look any worse, then you were wrong, because the back of his head is somehow worse than the front, oh. and I'm like, I don't understand how, and then it shows, like, picture of the back of that, I'm like, I don't understand how that work. because I don't know if you've ever seen the parody thing, but, like, the Pikachu, like, I, I've only seen it from that thing, but uh-uh. it looks fucking like shit. And it's fucking hilarious. Must have been, must have been an ass thing, huh? And he, they, he does them for like all kinds of them. But I was thinking of it because uh, they, like, they do like a Rugrats one, and it's like surprisingly Chucky, true to his nature, stayed in character <laughs> the whole time. So I really have to appreciate him for that. And then he gives him like a rating at the end, like out of whatever stars. Oh, so it's funny because he's reviewing them like a real movie. And yeah, like, he's fucking like you. We'll read a couple of them after this. Like they're fucking hilarious. I'm looking dude. forward to that. That sounds hilarious. <laughs> and good old Chucky stays true to oh, character. Yeah, because it, it's like okay, because they're all, he's like I'm he's like I'm puzzled by the plot here because they acknowledge they're all adults, but Tommy's still wearing a diaper like a baby, so I don't know where the plot line's going. And then Phil blurts out, um, "What does it say? I'm not saying bugs are gross, but if you're." Assholes or roly poly, I'd eat it. Oh, it's like it receives silence worthy of that comment <laughs> before they put to so the this next. Is not, this is Dorkly, yeah, oh, like dude. the Dorkly College here thing. We'll, oh. we'll read them after this, yeah. dude. They're fucking hilarious. I gotta see one or two of these because that sounds fucking classic. Damn, it's it's one of my like favorite. Whenever he posts like a new one, he doesn't have too many. There's like seven of them, but they're fucking hilarious. Like, it's one of my favorite things because it's so fucking funny. <clears throat> oh, dude, that was gold. That's funny. Fucking Chucky, chew to his, chew to his <laughs> nature. <laughs> uh, all right, we're creeping on nine. All right. Uh, uh. So I might start off with asking you, just so I don't go into in the, the Pokemon War. I'll just say, Andrew, how does the game, like this new trailer, how does the game look to you overall? Did you come up with a question? Yeah, I got a question. Oh. Okay. I don't think it's well. I didn't think it was anything crazy cool, but when Gino was over here, I asked him. And he's like, "Yeah, that's." He's like, "That's pretty good." He's like, "I." I he's like, "I want to hear that." Is that what you just add powder toast man or crimson gin? No, no, I don't. That's just something that's been on my mind for a long time, and I, you know what? I haven't had the right guy to have the conversation with. Uh, so I'll ask you how the game looks. You tell me how it looks. You tell me blah blah blah, and then we'll go. Okay, well let's 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 break it down into three categories: Pokemon, the characters, and the features. We'll start with the Pokemon. Like that. Right. Sound good? Sounds. Uh, right. Bueno. And I was gonna hit start recording, but I guess it's been recording. So, are you starting it over, or are you gonna run, run us at a minute? No, just run it at uh, the uh, the minute marker. 